Welcome back to another edition of the Edge Podcast. Managing editor Brendan Slaughter joined, as always, by my recruiting analyst Jared Hallis. And we are here for another edition of the Edge Podcast. Got some really good news to talk about. Oregon State officially hired their new running back coach. A.J. Stewart is the guy. Jared and I are going to break it down and talk about it in detail over the course of this podcast. But just right off the cuff, Jared, how excited or surprised? What was your reaction uh, from this hire as we'll uh, get into talking about A.J. Stewart? I don't think I was too surprised. You know, you look at uh, you look at running back coaches in the Pac-12 in particular, and you know, there's really not been many coaching vacancies recently in the, in the conference uh, until you look at Arizona. So, you know, you, you kind of had to to know that he was at least going to be a candidate, somebody that they were going to talk to one way or the other. And uh, you know, it's hard to say. I I think it was a great hire. You've mentioned a few times that uh, that you know. Petrie came from where was it Montana State, so, so I mean, I think being able to pull somebody else from a, from a Pac-12 program is honestly pretty impressive. Yeah, and you know, obviously we'll, we'll get into the nuts and bolts, but just you know, right off the bat here, you know, the the AJ or AJ Stewart, you know, kind of file so to speak is as Jared mentioned, he was recently on Kevin Sumlin's staff uh, in 2020 at Arizona after coming over uh, from BYU where he was in 2018-19. And uh, before that, spent some time at Rice from 2014 to 2017. I know the reaction from some, from some of the subscribers and the damn board and even just around were a little surprised, you know, just where he was coming from. But you have to consider this possibility was the thing that came off right away. What he did at Arizona this last year, Arizona was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like Arizona football was a disaster in 2020. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, someone uh, fired obviously midway through the year and, you know, they, you know, really limp towards the, you know, the end of the season. And, you know, they statistically weren't great, just a really bad year. So a bad sample size. So I don't really look too much at what, you know, Arizona did specifically this last year, even though, you know, the Wildcats typically have a pretty good ground game. You talk about Gary Brightwell and we'll get into a little bit later what uh, our sister site, uh, goazcats.com and publisher Matt Moreno said about uh, Stewart, but just right off the cuff, I don't think you can look at that Arizona sample size from last year and go, well, Arizona finished eighth in the league and near the bottom in, in rushing touchdowns. What is this guy? I don't see it that way at all. No. I mean, you can't. I mean, like you said, there's not, it's a super small sample size. If it was something where that was something that was happening on a you know, consistent basis, then sure, I could see, see where you're coming from. But as you mentioned, you know, the program in general last year was just in a bad place. Yep. And so, you know, it's and Beaver fans know how that goes. It happens sometimes. Absolutely. So you can't just look at the the running back coach and point a finger at him for all the things that went wrong offensively or in their running game or whatever. And especially a first year running back coach there, uh, as you mentioned, he's got experience at other schools, too. But his first year there, uh, you know, he's not he's not the guy to to point a finger at when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I'm more on your side there where it's like, okay, let's give the guy a chance. Yeah, the thing that's intriguing to me is I look at it the other way and I go, okay, well, here's a guy who didn't have any Pac-12 experience and got Pac-12 experience. So it's not like you're hiring, you know, even Michael Petrie didn't have Pac-12 experience. Now you're talking about about a guy in Stewart who, even though, you know, Kevin, someone got fired this year, someone who still is a very respected coach, you know, in the circles for where he's been and, you know, didn't work out at Arizona. So 
someone obviously saw something in Stewart hiring him over from Kalani Satake's staff, who, you know, Beaver fans all too familiar with when Kalani Satake was hired from uh, Oregon State as there when he was their defensive coordinator the first year of the uh, Anderson era. And, you know, same kind of thing. So you go back to his time at BYU and that's, that's where it gets to be impressive for me is, you know, his backfield in 2019 averaged four and a half yards a carry They had 25 touchdowns. They had 159 rushing yards per game. They went to a bowl game year before very similar numbers. Uh, you know, a few more touchdowns, a little bit less in per game numbers, but what he was able to do at BYU with their running backs in those two seasons. And we'll get into, you know, rice previously before that momentarily, but BYU is the sample size that I like to look at because BYU has been a pretty solid program these last couple of years under Kalani Satake. And, you know, obviously Kalani saw something in hiring uh, Stewart away from Rice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly uh, an interesting hire and one that I was personally kind of, I don't want to say excited about because just because there is such a small sample size to look at, but, you know, just at least optimistic about and right. I think he could be a super good fit at Oregon State. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we'll get into to what Mr. Matt said about him later on, but he's, he's got a clear ability to, to, to coach the guys and develop relationships. And when it comes to coaching and recruiting, those are the two things you're really looking at. Right. And, and, the, and the interesting thing that I want to touch on in this as well is that, you know, he comes over and was not one of those candidates that we looked at who already had recruiting coordinator attached to his title. That wasn't, you know, something that he held at Arizona. Jared, do you imagine another staffer will kind of take up that role in the meantime? And maybe, you know, I think about someone like maybe on the defensive, maybe Trent Bray grows into that role. Maybe um, Kafense Hinson grows into that role. Maybe, you know, I'm just trying to think off, off the cuff, but what, what do you think Jonathan Smith is thinking there with this hire? Or do you think simply that they put that as like the carrot, you know, the incentive on Stewart's contract saying, Hey, you know, you do well in the first year, your backs perform well, you land some big recruits. This is something that could be available for you in a year or two years. Yeah. I mean, that could be something that they kind of threw a line out and said something like that. Uh, but I, I definitely don't think it's his right away. And it's hard to say who, who could get it. I think you named some good candidates of guys who would probably be uh, some front runners for that role. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what's, what happens with Stewart. I doubt when Petrie got there, everybody was saying that he would end up being uh, the guy, the closer the, yep. that ends up making all the, the big splash lands. So it's uh, just a thing where time's going to have to be the, the telling factor. And uh, I, I personally think it could be uh, a, good, a great hire. Yeah. And, you know, that, it's interesting that you bring that up because we had a lot of, you know, people on the damn board yesterday that were, you know, concerned about the hire and, you know, brought up, you know, Petrie and whatnot. And I even put that on our board and said, you know, if Petrie came from Montana State, let's just start there. Secondly, if Michael Petrie was at the time this mm -hmm. dominant, heralded recruiter who was plucking dominant talent out of California left and right, he wouldn't have come to a program that was coming off a one and 11 season and was in shambles. He'd been hired by a big time school, right? Boom, easy peasy, done and done. So when I look at that, I go, Smith saw long-term potential. He knew that if he put someone who maybe was one of the more aggressive and, you know, I'm trying to pick my words, you know, rightly here to describe it, but aggressive, tenacious, those kind of things on a staff and looking for maybe those intangibles and then giving them, 
you know, a proper power five place to succeed. You could argue that Stewart was, you know, a power five quality running back coach and just didn't get put in the position to succeed in Tucson. Granted, no coach was. That's why they were all fired and they're starting off fresh. But the fact that Kevin someone felt that he was ready to be in the Pac-12 last year. And again, Arizona had a really solid running attack, rushing attack for several years now, going all the way back to the Rich Rodriguez days. So, you know, that leads me to believe that, you know, Kevin someone saw that in him. And obviously, you know, I'm sure it was Kevin someone's plan to be there a lot longer and probably keep Stewart as his running back coach a lot longer. So I see it now as Smith goes, hey, I can grab this guy who I think has some of those intangibles. And when we put him in a really comfortable, stable, emphasis on stable, position at Oregon State where you don't have to look over your shoulder of, you know, getting canned. And I think that's kind of what led a lot of these Arizona staffers, you know, as the year kind of went along. I mean, when your head coach gets let go, you all kind of know the writing on the wall from that point on and what's going to happen. So all in all, I, I think it's a very intriguing hire and I'm excited to, you know, get to talk to him in spring practices and, you know, the videos that I've been able to watch, you know, him breaking down film at like BYU and Arizona, he's very knowledgeable and I, I'm excited about the hire. I really am. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think you made a good point there. I think someone obviously saw something in him to, uh, to bring him around and, uh, He's 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 a young guy who's continuing to 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 trend upwards in his career. Things are going right for him, uh, and this could definitely be, you know, just the this, the leap that he needed. Where, like you said, he's got stability yep. and uh, a place where there's not going to be. I mean, yes, there's going to be big expectations, but not like absolutely massive expectations yeah. where he's got to worry about. Okay, if I don't get a five star this this recruiting cycle, exactly, somebody's coming for my for my neck. That's not going to happen. You know, if you if you can go find an in-state gym, or it's not even that as much as just the development of the guys as well. Like I I don't know if anybody saw guys like AP and Jamar turning right. into what they did, but they did, and that's what made Coach Petrie so special. Along with the fact that he could land some some super good recruits. So you know, the yes, Petrie is a great coach, but it's not like the bar is is extremely high where he can't meet it or surpass the same level of success that Petrie did. So right. I, uh, I, again, I'm optimistic about it and I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah. The last point I want to mention on this, but then we'll pivot over to you, Jared, to, to talk about uh, what you were able to learn from Matt Moreno over at goazcats.com, our sister station down there and our sister, sister site, excuse me, down there in, uh, in Tucson. Yeah, but uh, the last thing I kind of want to touch on is, you know, we had a lot of edgers that were like Petrie came into Corvallis, even though he came from Montana state, very well connected in California because he played at UCLA and that's understandable. You're not going to be able to replace that instantaneous California connection with this hire. I get that. But in the case of Stewart, I look back at it as an opportunity to potentially expand your recruiting horizons. You look at how the Beavers have been able to develop a pipeline or not. eh, Let's, let's take a step back starting to voyage into maybe having a bit of a pipeline into Texas, right? I think about a guy like Stewart who spent a lot of time at Rice. All of a sudden, now you have a Midwest connection. Now you have more than just Kefense Hinson down there in the Midwest who can maybe go help out in Texas. Maybe there's a kid in Oklahoma, maybe Kansas. You never know, but 
you know, you look at where his, his, he's kind of moved gradually towards the West as times come. So go back to Rice when he kind of had that Midwest and you go to BYU where you're kind of specifically recruiting what BYU is looking for. Obviously that's a little bit of a unique situation, but still, you know, searching for, for talent primarily, I get ideally on the West coast and potentially anywhere because that's BYU's unique in that regard. And then over to Arizona. So, you know, I think it's something he can grow into is kind of my, my overarching point in this is that he has been in some different places than what maybe the rest of Oregon state staff has been. It's not super common for them to, you know, bring someone who hasn't been coaching like on the West coast exclusively. So with that, I look at this as Jonathan Smith is maybe bringing in someone who maybe just brings a different perspective to the staff in all aspects. And that's not to say that Stewart can't walk in and, you know, start to dominate in California. I hope he can. And, you know, when you combine that with, you know, uh, what the Beavers have had, it's decent, but I look at, you know, most of the staff is pretty comfortable in California. Maybe they wanted to just expand the reach a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. As you mentioned, that's something that kind of Matt was able to, to give us some insight towards just his recruiting areas in general. And, you know, you touched on it really well there, just saying they, they now have another person. Yes, Petrie was really well-versed in the California area, but so are other Oregon State coaches. Right. So that area is not as hard to fill, per se, as something like a, a Midwest kind of connection guy would be. So I think, I think having this guy here is going to be amazing for that reason because I've seen them make a lot of offers in those areas, you know, the yeah. Utahs, and they do well in those areas like Utah, Arizona, uh, you know, Colorado, places like that. And there's, there's talent in those states. And uh, that this just opens up a, a whole new plethora of people for them to be able to go for. And, you know, he's going to bring a lot of relationships with him from Arizona to here. Uh, and that we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think, like you said, I mean, it, it definitely opens up some new opportunities. And, uh, you know, other Oregon State coaches will have the opportunity to really start to hammer on California. And, and this isn't to say that, that Stewart won't be able to do that either. But he can still do that while maintaining and continuing to grow the relationships that he's built in that Midwest area. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. And I'm the more and more I sit on this hire, I look at this as Jonathan Smith, not only got his guy, but he got someone who's going to bring a different lens to the staff. It's just new perspectives are always a good thing, especially the Beavers now going into, you know, year four of the Smith regime you know, bringing in someone who can maybe just, you know, you, you look, you look at something like this, then you look at it like this, you know, it's just, you shake it up a little bit and it could be the difference that, you know, turns into making, you know, Stewart, I'm not going to say not miss a beat, but, you know, to an extent, be able to absorb the loss and, you know, adjust and perhaps, you know, recruit in a new way. You know what I mean? It's everyone's different and, you know, you're not going to be able to replace Michael Petrie. That's just facts. I mean, the guy went to the Chicago Bears for a reason from Corvallis, Oregon. So he was special. But, you know, Jonathan Smith found him once. So I have confidence that Jonathan Smith found someone else here that's got, uh, you know, high upside. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. And, you know, you guys should feel a lot more about good about it, too, once we talk to Jared, who caught up with uh, Matt Moreno from uh, GoAZCats.com. Jared, tell us and tell the edgers out there and everyone watching – what did Matt say about Stewart? You know, obviously Matt Moreno, publisher for Go Easy Cats, which was uh, where um, Stewart spent the 2020 season. What's kind of your uh, impression from Matt and what was Matt able to tell you about AJ? 
Yeah, it really it really gave me a ton of clarity. When I asked when I reached out to Matt, I didn't expect necessarily to even hear what I heard uh, or to get the response back that I did. And I, I think it, it did put a lot of our subscribers at ease when they read that. And uh, basically what he said, in short, I, I'll summarize it uh, just because it was a lot. Yep. It's just that, that he's, a, he's a relationship builder and he's a guy that's able to establish connections quickly with people. He got to Arizona and instantly became a, a player favorite on the coaching staff. Yep developed some great bonds with all the guys and uh, just made a really impressive impression on all the, the, the fans and, and the players in general. So uh, in that front, he's got it covered. Again, we talked about recruiting a little bit uh, a second ago, but he also landed or played a big role in landing some of Arizona's top commits in last year's class. Now it wasn't the best class they've had uh, in ages, but still, and the guy comes in and is automatically one of the best recruiters on the class for the year that he was there. Uh, so, I mean, to me, there was just judging off from what I heard from Matt, it was all fantastic stuff. Uh, and again, I think it put a lot of, a lot of people at, uh, at ease and at rest and probably made a lot of people excited about who's coming to, to coach the running backs. Yeah. And I think there were some, some, some great points in there from Matt and, you know, just having that, that kind of clarity and, you know, kind of um, look behind the curtain, so to speak, at, at what Stewart was able to do in Arizona. I think that will certainly be, you know, something that Beaver fans are excited about. And, you know, just to kind of put a bow tie on this AJ Stewart conversation, you know, definitely not someone I expected. I was, ex you know, but leave it to Smith. That's exactly what I kind of expected was, you know, it was either going to be, one of these, you know, names that we thought or somebody just completely off our radar. And in the case of Stewart, I can't say that, you know, many, if any at all, saw him coming. And now that I've had time to settle on it and sleep on it for a night and research him and adjust and all those things, I've come to the conclusion that I think he's a really solid hire and I can't wait to see uh, what he can do with, an, with a pretty good crop of running backs, Jared. I mean, what the Beavers have right now, it's solid. I mean, I'm not going to say it's great yet, but it's at right now at least solid. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what that group uh, can do uh, with Stewart in spring. That's a really good point there. I mean, he, he is coming into to what's a good group, but I, I think it's also important to note that it's a, it's a pretty young and inexperienced group at this mm. point as well. So it's kind, of, it's kind of the best of both worlds. You know, you're, you – don't have a massive expectation because people understand or should understand that you're working with guys who don't have a lot of experience. But at the same time, think about if somebody like Isaiah Newell or Demir Collins or anybody is able to just light it up next year. Everybody is going to fall in love with this guy. Yep. That's the opportunity that he has here. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure he took that into consideration when he made the decision to, uh, to take the job. Certainly. And then you toss in like, you know, the, the addition of like a Deshaun Fenwick, you know, you just casually have a guy who, was doing pretty good in the yeah. in the SEC, right? And then you you know toss in the experience of BJ Baylor, and obviously, like you said, you know Isaiah Newell, Tayron Madison, who hasn't gotten much of a run yet. Trey Lowe will be in the mix next year. You know, if I was you know AJ Stewart and I saw this crop of running backs, I'd be like, yeah, I can work with this. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, he can definitely work with it. Again, it's it's an inexperienced group, but it's certainly a talented group. So with some good coaching, they could uh, they could make some things happen this year.
Certainly. And, uh, you know, that'll go ahead and wrap up our conversation on, on AJ Stewart is, you know, Oregon state announced him yesterday as their new running backs coach. Uh, we'll wait to see exactly when like his introductory press conferences or when the Beavers make him available. Definitely be looking forward to those conversations. And, uh, just to wrap up the podcast, got a couple little, uh, how do you do things to kind of close out with talking, uh, uh, men's and women's basketball and then baseball, just brief little updates, uh, before we wrap up, so starting over with men's basketball, uh, the Beavs split this last weekend, uh, winning against Utah, falling against Colorado. They're back in action uh, this weekend on the road, taking on Cal and Stanford as they've got four games left in their conference schedule, sitting at 11 and 11 overall. And then the Oregon State women's basketball team, huge win this past weekend, knocking off number eight UCLA and also beating USC to sweep the LA road trip and really put themselves back in the position firmly to be in the postseason. They're eight and six overall six and six in conference. They had, uh, you know, missed a big part of their season due to, you know, a COVID-19 pause. It's unclear whether or not a lot of those games we made up, but they've got a matchup against Oregon on Sunday, a huge, huge game. Uh, Ducks obviously got to the Beavers pretty good in Corvallis earlier this season, fallen by 20. So I imagine Scott Ruick and uh, the girls will be very fired up to want to close out the season with a win and try to really give themselves a, a chance to be in that postseason picture. And then last but not least, baseball. I know a lot of edgers were really excited. You could see it on the board this last weekend. Saw some names come back out of the woodwork that I haven't seen in a minute. So I'm very excited that baseball's back open. And the Beavers, uh, after dropping the opener to Kansas State, really turned it on for the rest of the weekend. Uh, ended up beating New Mexico twice in Gonzaga. They sit three and one and are heading into a road trip against Grand Canyon this week. Not a bad deal for them, Jared. They go down and hang out in Arizona and then get to go to Grand Canyon. So a couple weeks down in sunny Arizona for the baseball team, man, they, they, they know how to travel. Probably a nice little break uh, from, from the Oregon weather for those guys, for sure. Certainly. And, and uh, again, they go three and one in that first weekend, stay down in Arizona for a four-game trip, um, four trip against Grand Canyon. Then the Beavers are back home the following weekend. So that'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Edge podcast. Big shout out to Jared Hallis for joining me to be able to talk about A.J. Stewart. I know we're all very excited to see, you know, what he's going to be able to do with this group and how he's going to be able to develop this roster and, you know, uh, something that uh, we can't wait to see. So thanks, Jared, for joining on and, and talking about A.J. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction that continues to happen and seeing as uh, A.J., starts throwing out offers and all those things on the recruiting trail and for all that stuff, just keep it locked right here at beaversedge.com.